0: Oh, welcome back to the Yeseo, Untitled SEO Podcast. Now, I have a guest today, and I'm going to leave it as that. Guest, would you like to
1: introduce yourself? Hello, my name's Phil McEwen, a long-time listener, first-time caller. (laughs) Um, I'm a digital marketing strategist, an independent uh, business consultant. Um, I'm a trustee for a men's mental health charity, uh, part-time Viking uh, and also do events and festival management. So yeah, an eclectic portfolio. An eclectic portfolio, so how do I know you? it's going to be beer really isn't it to be fair but um probably did meet you in a pub you could probably but i think it's like the east anglian digital marketing sector is quite incestuous and there is like almost that is three degrees of separation so you'll always know somebody who knows somebody but um yeah we vicariously crossed paths a few years back but actually only really properly linked up just during the kind of the end of lockdown really wasn't it Yeah, was probably not that long ago yeah. i think it was when
0: you You made a a burst for freedom from the agency you were previously working Yeah, and
1: you gave me some fantastic, well, not necessarily advice, but you gave me uh, contact with a a very astute accountant who helped me with uh, uh, debugging a particular situation I had. So, yeah. Ah, Excellent. I'll
0: give a shout out to Duncan Jay. You won't hear this. He's never going to listen to a podcast. He doesn't need
1: it. His rego's rock solid. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent.
0: Right. So, as you know, this is an SEO podcast. And i called you along phil because i've seen you do a very good talk on strategy versus tactics and we don't have to kind of go go all the way into that but i was trying to boil seo down to the friction points Mm. and we have loads of tools like semrush hrefs our brains and all the other stuff for figuring out what the problems are or what the opportunities for optimization are Mm. but I think one of the biggest challenges for anyone in SEO is then what do you do with that?
1: Yeah, and it's an area quite close to my heart, right? Because I've worked agency side for probably about 13, 14 years. I've been independent for close to two decades now. Um, And one of the biggest things that grinds my gears is people saying strategy when they actually mean tactics. And it's kind of a word that is banded around so easily. Um, But it still never ceases to surprise me how many few either digital marketing practitioners or business owners um, don't actually really have a strategy, right? And what is it? It's the dictionary definition. It's just a plan to achieve an identified objective. It's Mm -hmm. how the resources applied help you achieve the means or the identified objective. and I think that's prevalent, particularly in digital marketing, because everyone gets excited with the new shiny, shiny tools and the delivery mechanism, but not necessarily focused on what is actually being delivered by that, uh, that mechanism. Um, so I've done a lot of talks around um, the relationship between strategy and tactics, so how they are fundamentally different, um, but there is a Venn diagram and one can't work without the other. See, it's interesting
0: here you talk about this without kind of having the slides that you, that, yeah. that you show, um, partly because I think I'm on one of those slides. You are. <laughs> <laughs> I might, might include that on the show notes for this. Maybe that should be your title image. <laughs> That's a wonderful idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, yeah, you, you're completely right in, in my subjective experience. Mm. People in SEO and digital marketing as a whole love a bit of software. They love a new bit of tech. There's always something that people are getting excited about whether it's a system or a tool for making things easier Mm. whether it's a faster way of gathering information whether it's a more accurate way of assessing data Mm. but all of those things in my opinion aren't actually the answer Mm. it's like saying well now i have two spanners in my Mm. toolbox Mm. which are both slightly different size Mm. but the head's still falling off the robot i wish i had a thought a better analogy than that
1: no, but it's is, it is true, though, isn't it? Because that's where you end up defaulting to the tactics rather than thinking about the overarching strategy. Um, and I think, again, with SEO, it's um, you taking sneaky I'm just photos. taking. I'm just taking pictures of you for, yeah, for fun now. Yeah, I should have at least put a shirt on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that at least in my humble experience, that's what I've always kind of come across. It's like, you know, if we align this directly just to SEOs, um, you're beholden to technologies systems processes algorithms that you really don't have a clue about because the powers that be are never going to share how they truly work mm. so there is a lot of guesstimation involved in it um and i genuinely do find it hilarious an entire industry sector has been built on the term well it depends um you know <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so true. it is um but again it is about the application of those tactics and how they fall into the wider range of you know what is the overarching strategy And again, in my experience, working with SEOs is they're incredibly good at identifying the opportunities, Mm. right? You can work with the insights, you can define what the variables are, you know what you're working with, you know what you're working towards, you know what, you know, others are doing within that space, what's working for them, and you can kind of guess what isn't too. Um, Then you have your rule book as to what the art of the possible actually is the easier tactics and the things you can do but then inherently it always comes down to a lack of strategy or then no confidence in the execution of that strategy so we could do a load of different things um to try and achieve that objective but you'll generally default to the kind of the tributary routes that you're you're most comfortable with it's it's one of
0: the biggest challenges um in any seo collaboration Mm. is that a lot of businesses outside of marketing a lot of businesses rely on systems Mm. and rely on well we know that if we do this then this happens and Mm. then this happens and for years i i tried to put together a kind of a roadmap or you know Mm -hmm. every new client i work with we can go through this roadmap and you can't get even close Mm. It's, it's just not possible we we have something we call the uh it's kind of like the sanity check mm-hmm. that we do for all new clients. And it's real basic stuff to us. Mm. Check their own search console. Check they've actually got analytics. Mm. Check their website isn't laden with viruses. It, to our mind, really, really basic things, which mm-hmm. doesn't devalue it from a financial perspective. But from that point on, it's really a lot of chin scratching. I had a meeting mm. with Bex and Matt, who are part of my team, earlier this morning, and I was trying to reinforce in t- in, in them for just internal reporting that what I'm really paying them for or what they are, yeah, I'm paying them, they're employees. I, I can't I can't get around making that sound any, any less capitalist than it
1: is. HMRC are listening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they know all about them. Anyway, um, and I said, no, I'm not paying you for how many reports or how many words you mm. discover. I'm paying you for the time that you spend thinking because mm-hmm. Matt was saying, well, sometimes when I know I've got to get things done I find myself just staring at the space and thinking like no no mm. that's where the, the
1: genius is That yeah. that's
0: where the benefit is I'm, I'm going wildly off track now but
1: no but that's test and learn because that's that's a fundamental principle of digital marketing as a whole not necessarily just SEO right because there's things you can't control there's things you can't necessarily foresee so it is a lot of trial and learn and test and you know experiment and that is a big part of it but therein in also the challenge of getting that buy in with people like clients because you've got a broad spectrum of understanding Right? And it's black magic. You'll never understand SEO. But within a business, you might have a business owner that, you know, I need to do some of that Internet's and it's like, mm. okay, cool, right? You're not going to be on Search Console, are you? <laughs> like, you've definitely not got goals set up in your analytics account, uh, all the way through to an organization that might have an in house uh, marketing team with an SEO specialist. Mm. And then often you'll find, particularly in SMEs, it's like the SEO specialist is like a generalist, you know, broad brush. They know how to optimize, write some title tags, write some head, you know, meta descriptions and things, but they really don't know what they're doing. They've kind of inherited SEO under the umbrella of marketing, and they're certainly not experts in that field. So it's that kind of balance of the message of going right am i producing a report for the set to try and validate how clever i am or what we're actually doing here or am i trying to translate this to somebody without making them feel inferior that they don't really understand it every
0: every person in seo that i know has has a different take on one of those two main themes Mm. and, and mine personally has always been democratization of that information Mm. but one thing i think if if i'm someone's giving me money Mm. i'll give them the details that make it relatable and it's it's my opinion that in seo all we're actually doing is using a tactic Mm -hmm. to meet see i brought it back around using a tactic to help meet a business goal Mm -hmm. so however complex what we're doing is Mm. that's kind of of no interest or little interest to Mm. the business owner it's it's Mm. what the result of that activity is but i will explain it Mm. in real business terms because there is nothing in seo that doesn't relate back to core business theory that's been around for what 200 years Mm. the 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 things in the toolbox are different now and some things are faster but ultimately i i would like to be challenged by anyone to, who, I'd like someone to tell me. Ah, but in SEO, we can specifically do this, and I will always be able to say, I hope, yeah, that's the same thing that happened in the nineteen forties. We're just doing it mm. in a different way now. The outcome's still the same. It's all still just marketing and, yeah. and reaching an audience.
1: Well, that's it. Is what? What is marketing? Put the right message in front of the right person at the right time. Mm. Uh, SEO as a, a skill set is you, you're trying to get in front of self-identified need. Right So it's for something highly technical, it's uh, very much based on human behavior, right? Because you're just trying to get your message in front of the right people at a time they've identified, they're looking for it mm. And that, again, is the detachment you'll often have. It's like a business owner is going, we need to do some SEO, we need to do this. I want to rank you know page one of Google. Okay, what does that actually mean? But and you know, what, what, and what you're going to do with it exactly, if you get Exactly, what terms, what language? And um, often you'll find that there's a disconnect between that internal self you know, view as to the language we use and how we explain what we do and what the value adds are and what the benefits are, whether it's a product or a service, these things, actually into the reality of what people are actually looking for and more importantly, what terminology they're then putting into search engines to be able to, you know, appear for that stuff. Mm. So it's an education journey, but it's it it's a dance of humanity, isn't it? A dance of humanity. I got lo- loads of good quotes coming from you. I would write that one down. Painful. I'm full of this
0: nonsense, unfortunately. <laughs> dance. Right. dance of humanity. Um but yeah you're right it it's
1: it's it's all the dance so i'm still thinking about that um <laughs> but but it is though isn't it it's because again it's like you you think seo and you think you know highly academic um you know mathematic thought process um but in reality, what you're trying to do, you're trying to anticipate or you know, research to find out what language people are actually using when they've self-identified something they're looking for and then you're using technology to be able to put that message in front of them at the right time. And therein lies the connectivity back to the strategy and the tactics stuff is, you know, strategy without tactics is the slowest route to victory and tactics without strategy is the noise before Have defeat. you got this on your screen? You yeah, man. Like... I've, got, I've, got some, I've got some notes on that. But yeah, Sun Tzu, Art of War, you know, great, particularly for the Viking combat side of things. I'm all about battlefield strategy. But, um, uh, but it relates to this stuff too because um, fundamentally it comes down to, like, there needs to be an overarching strategy. What's the plan to achieve your objective? SEO is by definition a tactic you know part of that bigger picture but it doesn't necessarily mean that the next layer down doesn't mean that the seo approach doesn't have its own strategy right yeah there's stra- strategies it's, within that cause, yeah because there's specific goals that, there are layers it's like an onion <laughs> yeah the, the smelly onion of yeah, seo exactly so yeah it's it, it's an odd one um because again it, it's a highly highly um you know academic discipline because you're using technology to ultimately achieve your your ends but it's the missing piece of marketing. Everyone's obsessed with the delivery mechanism, not necessarily the thing that's being delivered, right? Well yeah, but I think I I agree with you that that it is academical, but
0: in my in my well not just my experience, it's the create the creative solution to some of those academical problems mm. is what has kept me interested for twenty odd years. Yeah. If it was as simple as stuff like on site audits, which mm. you know are an essential part a lot of the time that is a black and white thing those 10 links on that page are bust go and fix them there's not really much creativity there but when it comes to solving a solving a problem and making the most of an opportunity that's where the creativity comes into it and it it, it becomes less of a science yeah and and more of an art so i've got a client who um shipping containers Mm -hmm. and it's really hard to to come up with a lot of interesting copy about exactly what a shipping container is largely we know they're big metal boxes Mm. so we start writing other long tail things around that like we write about the biggest shipping container ship in the world and Mm. we write about people who convert their homes and
1: that's where the creativity comes Mm -hmm, into mm -hmm. it but it's an interesting one actually because i had a client many years back that worked in that sector and um, they were absolutely adamant that they needed to be using the term freight forwarding and yet it became very 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 quickly apparent that actually freight logistics is the you know the preferred term within that sector and again it was like that education of trying to get it's like no we need to kind of steer this in the way that the audiences are searching and looking um, and that was an internal argument. But, yeah, how do you make shipping containers sexy? Um, you know, that's that's the beauty of marketing. It's like, you know, a good marketer should be able to make the unsexy, you know, sexy. Well,
0: P.G. Woodhouse, uh, which I'm surprised how often I quote in the world of SEO, actually, yeah. but he said, it, the facts aren't the thing, it's the story. Yeah. And it, there's always something. I've got a client who sells these little, little bits of metal, essentially, that are used for hot melt adhesive application within mm. a particular temperature band in a very specific industrial process. Yep. And they said, How are we gonna write anything sexy about that? And I said, Well, how much do your parts cost? I said, hot cost- metal
1: in your area yeah. looking for to- <laughs> <It's> like-
0: <laughs> like, well, your parts cost this much, yeah? How much do the competitors cost? Okay. How mm. long do yours last? Uh-huh. How long does the competitors last? Okay, so the total cost of ownership of Buying your parts compared to the competitors, are see, that's when it starts to get appealing because the business owner, whoever's in charge of the boots, mm. isn't looking at a piece of metal. No. They're looking at a method for increasing profit mm. and reducing loss. But that's there, the art there's of it. always
1: a story. That's the, cr- yeah. the creative part of it. But that's yeah. not really SEO. It's just kind of no, but it's, an, fun. it's it's a fundamental part of it, though, isn't it? It's because that's answering the human element to the equation, which mm. is what is the challenge I'm trying to overcome or the problem I'm trying to solve? Because that's what people are searching for. They've self-identified that they have a need, and it's like age of the internet. Ignorance is a choice now, right? If you want to learn something or find something, as you search for it, mm. it's just the way way it works. Which, from a sales perspective, often now means that a huge proportion of the research element. Before for any purchase or engagement with a salesperson is done way ahead you know because mm. you can find that information so where the SEO comes in is making sure that you're in that pack to be able to be seen and discovered and you know engaged with um, but again it's that message where you know and I say this about marketers all the time is they're so obsessed with the new shiny shiny delivery mechanism right and it's the same with content it's content for the sake of content right it's like okay right a bin has contents right but it's inherently throwaway and rubbish. right it's got contents but it's it's not adding any value to anyone really isn't it's throw away it's going in the trash and it's exactly the same with all marketing and seo and we kind of talked about this before we came on air where it was um you know there's always these peaks and troughs of these interest things it's like oh marketing automation that's the new thing yeah how many people actually really do that now 10 years later you know even with the um, content personalization and cms platforms you know rarely actually see it you know used well you know in the same respect as then all of a sudden it's like all oh, right yeah cryptocurrency blockchain yeah that's the new thing and then everyone forgets about that and then all, all of a sudden now we're into ai and now everyone's obsessed with ai and it's just like they'll, they'll gravitate towards the new shiny shiny before actually really looking at the applications <laughs> yeah. I, i'm i'm uh, i'm nearly 50 now and i
0: always wondered at which point i was going to turn into my dad yeah and I can remember when I was really young, getting all excited about, I don't know what it was, probably the A-team or something, my dad would be like, nope, seen it all before, seen it come around before. And I can remember thinking, how can you possibly have seen it come around before? But because I've been in digital marketing for so long, whenever there's a new thing everyone gets excited about, Like Mm. clients ultimately, because the people selling the tools and making the money from the tools have got such loud voices Mm -hmm. uh, because they're very good at marketing, it invariably leads to clients saying to me, how can we, should we, we be using blockchain for our blog? And they sort of take bits of different mm. messages and generally I say, let's just, let's see what happens. I do react, you yeah. know, and, and I do spot, spot trends that are genuinely useful. But most mm. of it, 99% is just...
1: But you have to take it with a pinch of salt, but again, that's the that rational critical thinking that you apply to the process of seo right Is like where's the value where's not where should my attention be where can i move the needle rather mm-hmm. than getting excess, like, obsessed with the shiny shiny and i think you you can again i'm being
0: very opinionated in this but i guess that's the point no one wants to listen yeah to this is our forum yeah you know?
1: and if you disagree
0: <laughs> then <laughs> then find dan Callis and tell him um that's, that's a little plug mm-hmm. for my other SEO will die podcast. Um, I think one of the safety nets for that critical thinking is, I was going to say, what would, what, would, uh, what would stiff baiters do? That's not quite what I mean. Um, the, <laughs> I'm going to throw myself off there. Um, it, what, what would, how would you explain, if anything new and exciting comes up, mm. how would you explain it to someone who started a business 75 years ago?
1: And what would be the first thing they'd say, so what, to? It it depends, again, and this relates to that whole point of going, be the guide in the story, not the hero in the story, right? Great uh, book, um, building a a story brand, Mm -hmm. right? which I love the Star Wars analogy as well. It's like everybody wants to be, and particularly marketers and digital agencies, they all want to be the Luke Skywalker in the story, you know. But you're not. You're the Obi Wan Kenobi, right? You're the you're the the person that empowers people with the tools and the knowledge to be able to be the hero in their own story, right? That's what we need to do as marketers is to be the guide, not the hero. Um, and I think that is always one of the challenges is you're trying to relate that back to okay, but what is this thing actually helping people achieve? You know, you don't get. Uh, a catalytic converter because you need it for your cut you need because the car needs to work and you need to get from point A to point B you know it's it's not necessarily about that what that thing does don't get me wrong you've got luxury products you know you're not buying a rolex watch over a g-shock because you know it tells the time better you know it's fundamentally tells the time there's a value value is uh, connected to it as well but it is about okay i need this thing because it's going to help me achieve something else right so it should be i need seo because i need to attract the right kind of traffic to my website to be able to convert into repeat clients and it's a piece of a bigger pie right nobody does seo because they think seo is cool really
0: well now i'm saying i've got (laughs) i've got personal personal sites that i do seo in my spare time because i do enjoy it Mm. but i'm fully appreciative of the fact that it
1: is just a tool that that's a tool to cure my own kind of boredom or Mm. whatever but yeah, no. That... But is it and again if we relate this back to the the what are you getting out of the thing rather than the thing is you're getting you know the reward of overcoming challenges, identifying mm. new approaches, applying testing learning, experimenting, seeing if that worked, learning from whether it did or it didn't. So it's not the fact that you do SEO in your free time because you're a sadist. No, <laughs> you do SEO because of the vicarious feelings you get out of the successes or the failures that come off the back of the work you're doing, right? Sick, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a weird world. It's a weird world. We are sadists, but um, but yeah, so that's why I always kind of relate it back to it. It's like not necessarily focus on the thing, but what can the thing help you do? What can the thing help you achieve?
0: Yeah, it's it's I, I, it's so relatable in in so many different things. Like it, my mother-in-law still, she says, "Oh, you love computers, don't you?" Mm. I said, well, "I don't." It's a tool, but you've always got a nice computer. And like, well, if I was a carpenter, I'd have a sharp chisel. It's,
1: it's not the Where's tool. Where the cobbler's shoes analogy come from? <laughs> you is it, are you saying the SEO on your website is terrible?
0: And <laughs> no, no, you're saying that I, I forged my, my website mm. with a chisel, yeah. which is why I have to keep buying a new laptop, and I've always got the latest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not the right tactic to use for that strategy. It's, not, man. it's
0: not. <laughs> Oh, man, sorry. I keep derailing both of us. Uh, where were we? Uh, SEO's cool. What else do we need to cover off?
1: Well, it's an SEO podcast, so yeah, like but it, it, it kind of brings it back to the whole kind of point again. It's like, what what's the purpose of the strategy, and how does SEO fit into that? Is the strategy is the plan to achieve an objective, but the other aspect to it that I'm a massive advocate for is um, that analogy I use around. It's like, can your strategy take a punch, right? Ooh. You know, what was it? Um, oh god, I used the quote in the um, uh, the talk I did for uh, Suffolk New College recently. But um, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Right. Muhammad Ali? No, Mike Tyson. But, yeah. ah. uh, but fundamentally the same thing. So it's like, okay, so my strategy is is I want to knock you out. Um, you know, my tactics are my fists and the feet moving underneath me. My objective is the other person's head or kidney shot or whatever. But you don't know what's coming back at you, right? You can't necessarily always anticipate those variables. So it's the same. We were talking prior to coming on air about like, industry sectors, for example. Um, can your strategy take a punch your SEO strategy your marketing strategy your brand marketing strategy whatever it might be you need some flex within there and that's that cyclical nature of okay I've got a plan to achieve an objective I'm going to execute it but I'm also going to review, refine, assess and then apply the learnings and go back through that cycle and over and over again right so you had Global pandemic. Nobody necessarily saw that coming, apart from, you know, controversially, maybe a, um, uh, you know, a biological weapons lab in Wuhan. But, um, you know, things happen. Uh, but the entire world shuts down, right? No more international travel. I had, um, you know, luxury travel ba- uh, brands uh, as clients, you know, travel brands, airlines, um, hotels, entire industry sector sucked, uh, shut down. Mm. And that's the thing, from a marketing strategy perspective, it's like, okay, uh, what's the first thing to get looked at budget-wise is marketing or that marketing strategy. The reason is, is because you cannot um, influence consumer behaviour because consumer demand or behaviour isn't either there or can't be appeased because the entire industry shut down. You know, what's an airline going to do advertising flights if there's no international travel? It's a a mad one, and
0: i've got got one client who is uh is a creative as well, and the decision we took is that if we can't influence people to to buy because mm. they they can't they mm. can't buy the product because of lockdown, mm-hmm. what can we do that's the next best thing and we decided to to spend the the budget on getting to know the audience better mm. person by person and then i nicked the idea of doing an online pub quiz off james kindred of uh big drop Uh yeah i don't know if it it was his original idea anyway but we did that and what happened was we built up such a a head of pressure Mm. that when we were able to take say the royal we the client was able to take bookings again Mm. they had their best their best month they've ever had yep so, yeah, th- th- this is such a bugbear that everyone in marketing will say, in tough times, don't cut the marketing. Mm. But we're not just saying that because we still need to buy food for our families. Yeah. It's because it's the truth. But things like flights, that fundamentally
1: can't happen. Mm. So
0: what What, how did, what happened next?
1: Um, so that was kind of an interesting one. It was like, so, again, luxury travel. Um, It was more steering the strategy around, much like you say there, is about having a a relationship and an engagement with that target audience because you want to be front of mind and present for when that uh, consumer demand can be appeased. Mm. Now, the beautiful thing within that particular market is, you know, it was luxury high-end travel, shall we say. So they weren't necessarily as concerned as people that were, you know, looking at their EasyJet budget flights to Mallorca or whatever. So um, it was more about steering it around, okay, plan the experience for when we come out out of this you know it was providing um, a sense of confidence uh, and reassurance and you know something to look forward to people um, so they could, they, they could plan and start thinking about okay when we actually get through this as a you know as a planet you know I want to celebrate I want to do this I want to get out there and you know so it, it absolutely was about changing the tactics within the overarching strategy so there was no point necessarily uh, doing uh, paid advertising or SEO it was more about okay let's uh, refine it and double down on the existing audience we already have because it's going to be harder to get new customers than it will be to spend the time during this period having a relationship with the existing ones that we do that quite frankly can't be spending their money anywhere else Mm -hmm. so let's make sure we're doing everything we possibly can to reinforce that relationship with them so when we come out the other side of it is that we're front of mind and you know have the best first month out of the gate you know so yeah it's it's just thinking about that rather than being doggedly going no we still got to spend money on seo and it's like okay well you know it's self-identified need no one's searching for that at the moment so let's look inward for a second and you know focus on looking after the people we already have
0: yeah and e- even if we use well we do use seo for education not nowhere near as much the self-identified need is, is really what we're going for but it it astonishes me that anyone who cuts a budget is is completely ignoring one of the fundamentals of business is mm. that the the most expensive thing you can buy in a business is a new customer so why would you stop communicating you know it's marketing and comms communications mm. it's not it's not just acquisition it is actually retention mm. and actually keeping people there and uh, yeah
1: well that's that's the interesting thing as well it's because like you've got that delineation between sales and marketing and you know the connective is you about customer service or client services and ongoing delivery in those relationships and often they're not operating together they're operating in isolation it's like you know in times of feast or famine you know when sales aren't doing it it's marketing's fault you know and um that's not necessarily the answer is because there's not always the leads an immediate were
0: weak. the leads were weak
1: <coughs> um which is always going to be a challenge there but it's trying to you know create uh shared ownership and accountability and responsibility for those relationships and i think again with the advent of technology and all of these kind of like it's constantly lumbering forward and there's always new techniques and approaches and technologies that can be applied that we're getting all the excess of the shiny shiny take it back to that original point it's that human dance you know Mm. it's like we're engaging with human beings that have a need right so be the guide not the hero you know have that relationship with them um and it, again, like it's age of the internet. We are bombarded with marketing and sales messages on every platform, handheld pocket computers and mobile phones, you know, advertising, billboards, radios, internet, everything. You know, it's noisy. It's absolutely noisy. Granted, it probably was you know 50 60 70 years ago but it was just different you know you'd look at a a tram and everyone sat engrossed in their newspaper and there was billboards going guitar lessons it's like i don't want guitar lessons you know it's not there it's fire and forget that's all marketing tends to be is let's just put messages out for the sake of messages because we need to be present rather than actually trying to make authentic um you know relationships with people now it's probably going a bit off topic from a marketing (laughs) sense
0: i've been in conversations with people at networking things Mm. okay so we've got to be authentic um can you tell us how to how we can be more authentic well that primarily needs to come from you i can Mm. help you amplify the the message amplify the signal yeah but i can't create the the noise
1: no and and again i think this is another kind of point or a, a grind my gears kind of thing. Is this, um, I genuinely think marketing and agencies and marketing departments have imposter syndrome, right? Which is a human condition anyway right it's about self-confidence and self-belief fundamentally but i think it's like part of the disparity between that relationship of end clients and people that are employing us to do things like seo and marketing comes from how marketers uh digital marketers agencies marketing departments conduct and present themselves because it's not authentic it's almost that imposter syndrome of going oh they might find out i'm actually full of shit you know and it's like oh it just depends you know we don't really know what we do, doing we're just kind of test and learn and we're going to do this and we've got this great campaign we we'll hope it works you know And it's um, that imposter syndrome is then often then projected in how they engage, communicate, report. You know, so Mm -hmm. let's use all the acronyms and let's present it in a way where you'll never be able to do this without me. That's why, you know, we're indispensable. You know, you can't do this without us because we're the experts. And it's like, no, calm down. Try and make it more accessible for people. You know demystify it cut through the bullshit uh, and get down to what truly matters which is what is the objective we're trying to achieve and help me understand the plan and the things we're doing to actually get there and then that imposter syndrome is like it bleeds into everything from reporting, which often seems more uh, defensible uh, or like defensive than it does, um, you know, proactive. Okay. So we've done this and that worked. We found out this didn't work. So we're not going to do that. But what we'd recommend is actually we're going to try this. Often you see SEO reports and marketing reports that are going, we did this and it was great, honest, you know, here are the vanity statistics. We've definitely got impressions. And it's like, oh, OK, cool. Right. There's, there's a client
0: who um, I'm not going to mention their name because we both know them, when I first started working for them I prepare part of their monthly board report, which mm-hmm. is mean, fairly standard in, in, in my world and they rang and they said you, you, you keep including keywords that are dipping in rankings, God bless you and mm. that's what they said, and I said well yeah because otherwise it just turns into a circle jerk, I probably didn't say that, but mm. it just, if we're not if we're only patting ourselves on the back then mm-hmm. we're going to miss stuff yeah. So no, I'm perfectly happy to say when things are going wrong, but also just personally, that helps alleviate some of the imposter syndrome. Mm. To say, look, no, I don't have the answers. In fact, I I challenge people. When I when I give talks at places, if I'm introduced as oh yeah, you know, Andrew's an SEO guru, mm. first thing I generally say when I then get the microphone or is I I'm not. I'm not. I've just been geeking out on this stuff for, for longer than mm. well, probably most people at at this stage. But I don't have any answers, which mm. makes the question
1: and answer section at the end of a talk really interesting. <laughs> yeah, but. exactly. Because you get questions that you hadn't even necessarily thought about. But that's the beauty of one of the things that, you know, I've, I've shit on digital marketing and marketing uh, quite a bit. But th- that's where I've come from so many years. Agency side is like a position as being I was a poacher turned conservationist. now. <laughs> so I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> again, demystify this bullshit from it and just try and make it a little bit more accessible and human for people. Um but uh, yeah, it's it, it's a weird one. We all have that imposter syndrome, but fundamentally, we're all kind of muddling our way through and learning from each other because people are testing and trying different things that you haven't thought of, and vice oh. versa. You know, and again, on an industry relating back to the SEO and industry built on the foundations of well, it depends. You rely on that community and that testing and the stuff because nobody's ever going to really have the right answer. And you know, John Google Mule, doesn't know. John Mueller is never going to tell you. He doesn't know. He doesn't know himself. He, you know? People, it's one of the fundamental kind of. Confusions with SEO. People assume Google know what they're doing. Do you think it's like? Um, do you remember that episode of? Uh, I think it was South Park where they were sending up Family Guy, and they said how Family Guy episodes are written is basically a bunch of manatees picking balls with phrases and words on them. Um, and it's 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 much the same. I'm pretty sure that Google is just some manatees. Um, uh, Sorry, it's like this is what the algorithm's going to be like now, and it's like yes, uh, page authority,
0: oh, 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 core web vitals. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, it, it's what is the thing that keeps it fun. I think if, mm. it, if if SEO, if Google really were that good and it was that black and white, it yeah. wouldn't be half as much fun to work in SEO. Oh, no, of
1: course. And that's kind of the attraction, isn't it? Again, it's like you might be a bit sadistic, but it is about, OK, there's an opportunity to overcome a challenge here. And it's like, you know, a lot of the work that I do can end up from a top level strategy perspective, be quite academic. And that's the worst thing I ever uh you know, experiences, doing loads of work and theory and creating strategies and building commercial plans and then not being able to see it be delivered because I, I kinda wanna know I was right. Mm. Equally at the same time, I wanna know what bits were wrong. You know So
0: you, you so you, you you are increasingly Working long term with clients—that that is my understanding of it. You, you don't. Mm. So I'm sort of just worried that anyone listening might think you sort of swoop in, say clever stuff, and bugger off. But you don't. You, <laughs> you do. No. So you, to, you used the. Well, you introduced me to the phrase fractional, the fractional marketing mm. director.
1: Again, yeah. Bit of keyword research there, mate. You've not, there, you've mate. not sold yeah. yourself at all during this episode. No, because I don't have to. Because I don't need the work. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, is, yeah, yeah. that is the <laughs> ultimate marketing message. Well, this bro. is the beauty. Is as I market marketing services to marketers to do marketing, and I barely do any marketing <laughs> for myself. Which which inherently is, um, again, the best marketing is when other people are talking about you and Mm. not yourself, Absolutely, right? So yeah, in answer to that question is I'm in a very fortunate position because I don't tie anyone into long-term arduous contracts because um, again, coming from agency side is that's what a lot of businesses do. It's like we lock you in for three, six, 12 months and it's like, you know, I don't really have an interest in that. Um, What I want to do is make sure that the plan that's being created is appropriate for the business and therefore it's generating the right results. So a lot of work that I do tends to be more capital projects up front to be able to identify work with the variables let's learn from what has been attempted what hasn't been attempted what the market conditions what's your market penetration um, looking at your personas how your technology is performing websites advertising all of the different tactics that fall within that and then let's create a plan to achieve an identified objective and then build a commercial plan around that now there might be more cost efficient ways to deliver that lo and behold almost every capital project then ends up turning into a retained ongoing relationship but i work on a rolling 30-day basis mm. because i let the work in the relationship um speak for itself you know it was one of my biggest uh, anxieties after leaving agency side uh, for many many years was was like nah. i like to be a bit of a champion of the people right because my ego is rock solid you know i sleep absolutely fine so i don't need to do it for me but i liked um you know working with other people and other experts because they helped me learn more you know, because if my entire kind of brand positioning is around sharpening your axe, right? You know, if you give me six hours to cut down a tree, I'm going to spend the first four, you know, sharpening my axe. So mm. therefore, it's easier to swing. Um, I still need to spend time on my own axe, Yeah. right? If I'm my my job or my role is to critique what other people are doing. I need to authentically be able to do that by actually keeping my tools sharp and you know doing a little bit of everything and understanding it and looking at how other people are doing it and spending a lot of time researching, seeing what works, what doesn't. Um, and that was my anxiety was leaving is not necessarily having that. But the beauty of it was is actually as I went from being part of one team to being part of numerous teams, you know, which was a beautiful thing. Before Christmas as well, it was like having six or seven Christmas parties back to back. <laughs> yeah. That was mad. Didn't have to cook for a week, um, but it was epic. You know, it was lovely seeing those. Teams teams and those businesses move on and and be successful and having contributed to where they were at the end of you know the first year out of the pandemic and you know we're really kind of gaining momentum and i'm seeing things that academically i've outlined and then actually tangibly helped implement and then seeing what the results of those are so yeah the majority of relationships that i have with people is yeah i'll parachute in and do a bit of project where work here and there ironically that tends to be for agency owners Oh yeah yeah all the time all the time because they're like again it's cobbler shoes right it's like we spend so much time focused on our clients we often don't take a step back and go okay well how are we perceived in the marketplace mm. and every agency is the same it's like we're an award-winning full service integrated marketing agency and we make sure that all your marketing's measurable Oh, great, okay, cool. So if everyone's award-winning, is anyone award-winning? And you're full-service, but you really don't. You outsource some of it. And then at the same time, you're saying it's measurable. Well, duh. Mm-hmm. If you ain't measuring it, how are you learning? I kind of think, why do you have to even say that? Uh, and there's no point of differentiation. And the irony comes back to the human dance is the only point of differentiation within any agency or any marketing department are the humans. Yeah. It's the individuals. Their unique ways of looking at things and approaching challenges and applying different methodologies and testing and learning experimenting and then fundamentally sharing that with other people and that's where we progress and that's where you know we kind of go with it i think you you and i uh, always uh, hesitate to say i have
0: something in common with someone because we're all such complex creatures Mm. but i identified many years ago why why do i do what i do what i could have a job i've never worked in an agency in my life but i i don't know i think i could probably fit into an agency um but why don't i and it's because I like starting things. Mm. So I've started several businesses over the years, but ultimately I like going into a business and getting the opportunity to share in lots of successes. And I I'm really really pleased to hear you say it's not an ego thing because I think it must appear that way, you know, reflecting on myself right. here from the outside, but it's genuine I just think it's quite cool. Mm-hmm. I just think it's quite neat being yeah. a who wouldn't want to be around people who are really happy? I yeah. mean that's what it comes down to, especially if you've got We've got clients who we am not going to mention. We've taken on fairly recently who really haven't embraced mm. SEO or a lot of other digital marketing, and we've we've only been working with a little while, and things mm. have gone absolutely through the roof for them, and they're thrilled. Mm. And I like going to see them because mm-hmm. I sit down and we have a lovely chat. Yeah, and it's all
1: nice. And they do give me money as well,
0: which does help. Oh yeah,
1: we've all grown accustomed to paying for food and accommodation. Yeah, and no, it's an important part of the relationship. <laughs> it <But> is. <laughs> yeah,
0: but the 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 the, you know, the
1: the more you can share success, the, well, the faster you get paid. I've found as well over the yeah. years. which which again is a challenge within the SEO industry because you know most of us go well, it's you know it's it's longer burn. You know, it's going to take t- t- some time to get some traction. But actually, there are tactics that can be applied within a strategy that can have quicker results um, and often that is sharpening the axe the mm. things are already being done it's just about refining the approaches and the tactics and the delivery that's being done without that it might be the keywords it might be the targeting it might be the messaging that's being put out you know it might just be the performance of the destination of that you know that, that search result there's so many different things you can do to move that needle quicker than going now we really need to work on long tail and build up this content hub and all of this just like mm, okay all right let's see where the effort is actually best placed
0: well, this is why it can't be the same with every client, mm. why there is no one SEO tactic. Yeah, that and it's witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know I've spent years telling people it's not, and then I had a consultancy, um, I, I worked with a consultant who, he built up and sold a very big PLC, mm. and he, he said, he swore, which I'm. I'm just keeping this podcast just on the right side of the Apple explicit or clean thing. Oh right, I shouldn't tell anyone that during a recording. But he he said he said, why do you do that? Stop telling people it's not witchcraft. And I was like, well, I I kind of can't. For the same reason that you were saying about kind of
1: sharing the information. That's the imposter syndrome though, isn't it? It's that almost like the lack of trust in your own ability and impact of what you're actually delivering for a client. It's like if you're trying to protect it, you're trying to be the hero, not the guide. and that's where the relationship will start breaking down Mm. like you mentioned with that client that came on board it's like you know they're a little bit frosty at first because they probably have tried the internets before and not seen results and that might be because the strategy was wrong the tactics were were wrong the communication was bamboozling it could have been any number of variables in that equation that gave them a bad experience or an understanding of what it is you actually do but if you demystified it and gone through that process explained why you're doing it what you're doing it for where the identified objectives are you know set the expectation as to well this is the plan this is what we're doing when we're doing it and this is what we're going to report on aligned to the identified objectives they're like okay cool i'm on the bus here right let's see where we go with this they're more willing to actually give it a try and then when the results come back you know you can all be party to that success it's it's
0: so at the foundation Mm. of how i think all digital marketing should be you should be able to make yourself clear. It keeps going back to this what I was saying, that your what you're doing should be relatable to something the client understands mm. as a part of their overall business strategy. yeah It shouldn't be I cannot believe I've been an SEO for more than two decades. And I thought twenty years ago, when I heard people say, Oh, we've done SEO and I'd say, what did your SEO people do? Oh, no idea. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe, as I'm recording this in 2023, I still get that response when I speak yeah. to new leads. Yeah. Oh, we've been doing SEO for a while. Okay, can you send me some of your reports? We don't get reports. What's your SEO people done? Nothing. I, I one time, we managed to chase it down, mm. and they sent this potential client sent me a report from their SEO, and it said we have been assessing crawl budget and they have been doing that for six months at 500 pounds a month assessing crawl budget mm. is like going to the chip shop and saying can i have some wooden forks mm. yeah you need a wooden fork if you don't want to get your hands dirty but the big hot thing full of food is far more interesting and is far more gratifying to kind of get into. But it's, yeah. that,
1: it's that BS again though, isn't it? It's just a line item that they think they can charge for and it's just like, okay, you're assessing that every single month when in reality you're not doing anything, are you? Mm. That's just a BS for Garzy to kind of pull the wool over your client's eyes because they're never going to question it. Again, because it's been positioned in such a way where it's like, this is if I ask thing. what this is, am I going to come across as dumb? You know and that that's that's the thing that i i genuinely hate the most is mm. like make it accessible yeah it's not witchcraft you know we're all in this together we are, we know what we're trying to achieve here's the plan to achieve that identified objective and these are the tactics and this is what we're going to try this worked this didn't let's go through that not just throw you know let's just play corporate bullshit acronym bingo for you know a couple months and go nah it didn't work
0: so i like a, speak to a potential new client and they say what you're going to do? And for one thing, I trot out there. I can't prescribe until I'm diagnosed because if mm-hmm. that's true. You know, yeah. I, I don't know, but that's that is the fundamental root of my answer. Is I haven't mm. got the faintest idea. Yeah, absolutely not a clue. Same with you. If somebody said, you know, come and help us with our overall strategy, how are we going to do that? You're
1: like, yeah, I don't. No, <laughs> it's exactly the position. I get those questions all the time. It's like, and again, when you're agency side and somebody comes to you and goes, oh, I need a new strategy, Phil. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, well, I'm agency side, so it's inherently going to only be the services that this agency offers, whether they're right or wrong. Um, but now being completely independent and agnostic to that industry is I can recommend the right things completely mm-hmm. authentically because it is a case of going, okay, right, I need a new strategy. Okay, well, let's dig into this then, right, why, what, how, what have you done, where you come from, what the targets, let's look at the P&L, what have you actually approach what's the resource capabilities which partners are using we delve into all of those things and go okay now we can start talking about strategy because you need the insights first to identify the opportunities and then you can structure something around it to actually create a delivery plan
0: Mm.
1: yeah cool i think that gives because we hope for the future i think anyone
0: actually who who you know, is he in SEO or is he in PPC or any one of the uh, mm. channels one of the types of digital marketing mm. one of the best things you can ever hear them say is no
1: mm. and this this relates back to the the, the point about being the, the, the guide not the hero in the story is because the ones that want to be the hero you know, will come in and go ah what you need is a new website before they've even looked at it mm. you know what do you sell? Well, we sell what on your you website. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Ironic that, isn't it? But it is about being that guide in there and going, asking the right questions and go, okay, right. Because again, it comes down to self-identified need. A business owner's come to you and gone, I really need some help and I've identified you and I've gotten in touch because I need some of that SEO. I was like, okay, well, let's do actually look now. into this. It's a self-identified need. So what's driven that question you have put into that search engine, you know? Are you losing traffic, are you losing sales, are you not converting, You know, have you got growth ambitions, you want to grow the organisation, you want to build revenue, where are you going with this? Let's look at the reasons that prompted you to actually make that inquiry in the first place and then we'll go through from there because we've got some shape around what your objective was in the first place and what the emotional and commercial drivers are behind looking at that okay now we can look at the variables we can draw those insights and then create you a plan this
0: is why that that first diagnosis part of seo i sometimes think is probably best done by someone who who isn't an seo consultant Mm. because i'll give you an example somebody came to me household brand all their money spent on tv advertising and google ads and they said well the board is concerned that if we switch off advertising, mm. then we disappear. Have you ever measured it? That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> they they yeah. didn't. They didn't become clients. Actually, no. I don't. Not because of that. I don't think. Mm. <laughs> Get out. But it, it, yes, yeah, it's, it's what's the real world thing. Mm. You, you almost want. I think, just kind of thinking in the future, for the pure SEOs, so for the real techs, the people who just want to dig into the technical stuff. And I don't really consider myself that way. I think I'm nearer to the creativity and the, and the what is it you actually want to achieve rather than actually here's, here's the box of tools, mm-hmm. obviously I do that um, is that it's a business consultant who should hire us really mm. we've identified that there is a weakness mm. in the way that this client acquires new customers mm-hmm. and we think that whole might be loosely SEO shaped, can you have a look? Mm-hmm. And we'll have a look and say it's not SEO. I'll give you an example. We got contacted by um, somebody who was going to start a brand that, oh God, it's really hard to say this stuff without actually revealing who it is. They they wanted to, to start a competition to a very established brand. Mm-hmm. And they said, so we want to do that with SEO. And we talked. I said, it's not SEO. Mm. Because people, when they identify the need to buy that, compared to that mm-hmm. brand that established brand mm. we can't position you in their place no that's just flat up not how google mm-hmm. works thank goodness because that would be what's well, how it used to be and it used to be a right mess mm-hmm. but i dare say they might have spoken to another SEO agency and said yeah go on let's let's do it of course of course
1: <laughs> they have of course they have and and uh, get that's why the barrier to entry is so low because there's that element of you know Fog between the client's understanding and what people know they can actually sell, mm. um, and that's that's um, fundamentally how my relationship with clients tend to work, is because I am. Independent, so I can look at it with a fresh pair of eyes and then look at a broad range of things to us. To a you know, I would say a high level. You know, I know enough about everything and I know where I'm looking in the right places and all of the different tributaries that are kind of pulling towards what we're trying to achieve. But then I bring in when those gaps have been identified, I bring in specialists. You know, because I'm not an SEO, I'm not a paid advertiser, I'm not a graphic designer, I'm not a web developer and that's the beauty of it being is okay so this is the big picture this is the strategy this is the plan to achieve the objective and now we're all going to centralize around this and we're all pulling in the same direction and we're using the right tactics albeit they might all have have their own sub-strategies but we're all pulling in the same direction for the benefit of the client so i might use an outsourced designer an outsourced branding agent or a outsourced um, web development company um which is always the hilarious one is like a farm out website projects to um uh partners for clients that I'm working on and I give them all the briefing information that I pull together and they're like I wish we could get this out of clients and I was like why can't you get that out of clients I, I, I didn't hypnotise them or anything yeah. I spoke to them and yeah so it's, it's an odd one it's an odd one so everyone kind of silos into their own little you know route and they don't look outside of that we have been talking for 50 minutes and 30 seconds It felt seamless so and I, I didn't friends, say fuck um, once <sighs>
0: you caused me work with that. It would have been worse if you had a said but.
1: Well, Yeah, but now you can put some beep noise over the <laughs> no, top no, of it, and, it and the then you can, put, it can literally let it be any swear word you want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, so um,
0: that was absolutely fascinating. So um, I'll put links to, you yeah, haven't got a website. I'll put your,
1: no, your ironically. LinkedIn. Yeah.
0: No, do you know, a lot of people I collaborate with still now don't have a website. I got rid of mine mm. a couple of years ago, Yeah, and <laughs> I the phone rang almost immediately and it was somebody yeah. I worked with. I went, Are you all right? Yeah. We've just seen you shut down your website. Like, no, I just different now because of the type of business i'm running but no
1: yeah. I, I will have there is actually plans to have one but the Why? i've got a bit of a schizophrenic uh kind of brand because again i'm a digital marketing strategy consultant i'm a trustee for a men's mental health charity i run a viking medieval full contact combat group and i also do event operations management how do you package that up you know as an overarching umbrella of going look at all the things that i do it's uh, it, it's so. difficult but i think the world is more accepting of that now than it's ever been absolutely but that's the authenticity but fundamentally all of those different things regardless of what industry sector or activity they're involved in everything comes back to strategy there you go we'll wrap up on that i'm going to say goodbye do you want to say goodbye Alfie feeders